Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of Brews Less Traveled 5-0. This is the podcast exploring the best uncharted beer cities across the U.S. I'm your host, Brian Hathaway, and... And I'm your co-host this month, Glenn. Uh, Brian, where's Ethan? Um, Ethan is on assignment this week. Seriously, I mean, the last I was heard from Ethan, he was having a juicy Lucy at Matt's bar. What assist? What assignment is Ethan out on? I I, I don't even know what that means. And neither do I. Uh, but what I do know, Glenn, is that we've got another great episode lined up tonight. We're still exploring the Twin Cities with lots left to cover. But before we get into that, how's your week been, Glenn? Oh, it's been it's been nice. It's been uh, you know it's been rather it's 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 becoming more spring like here in New York City. Uh, been out and about now and again, uh, exploring you know expanding my my whole idea of uh, of uh, you know what uh, maybe maybe getting away from my my Browns and my Porters and my Stouts to have some more spring like beers. Um, and oh yeah, also it's my birthday. Yes, everybody, please join me in welcoming, or please join me in wishing Glenn a, a happy birthday. I just went into to, to guest intro mode there. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. You're like, but you know, but Ethan's the one who gets to be on assignment, so I'm happy to be here on my birthday. Yes, that's how much I care about Bruce Less Traveled. <laughs> yes, we're we're so happy to have you here on your specialist, most special of day. Oh, chat yeah. is blowing up with the happy birthday shout out to everybody nice. yeah. in the chat. How you doing? Glenn, since you're not going to ask, I'm just going to say my week has been wonderful. Um, the weather also. Oh, yes. How has your week been, Brian? <laughs> it's been great. The weather has turned uh, very much spring-like here. It was 70, 80 over the weekend, and it was 80 today. Got out on the river trail yesterday with my family. Uh, got to see uh, the beautiful Allegheny River, which we live near, and we have a beautiful trail that walks alongside of it. And um, saw penguins win on a Monday night. It's nice, and it's not. It's nice. That's that's the wonderful of modern technology. That it can be eighty degrees outside, and you still can have ice hockey. Yes. Let's go, Pens. I will do my best to not get distracted by Game 5 of the Penguins-Rangers series, which is going on right now as we speak. But um, let's get to the show. Tonight yes. we're going to be featuring oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought Isn't this the show? It felt like it was the show to me. Yeah. yeah it's all it's, the, it's show. the show. You it's and me, we're talking. The it's the show. Yeah, It's the show. So tonight we're going to be featuring beers from two breweries from the Twin Cities, uh, Udapils and Modest. We'll be yes. uh, enjoying the Skosh Kosh style ale from Udapils and the teal label West Coast IPA from Modest. Yeah, and I'm happy to say that we'll also be joined by a wonderful guest from Modest, John Donnelly, who's the co-founder and head of sales at Modest. And for our subscribers, you also got a sweet Modest sticker, uh, which Brian is showing you right now. If uh, Remember, the best way to support the podcast is by signing up for the beer club at Bruvana.com. And thanks for your support. Before we get to the interview, I really think we need to get into this skolsh from Udapils. Yeah, I need a beer. It's it's it's, it's beer clock. Um, and uh, to throw a reference to Glenn Show, uh, I have a spe- 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 uh, specific glassware tonight. That was, I that you was were going to say tea. sponsored pour there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sponsored no. pours here. So I actually do have a Stange Stonga. I never Stong- know the pronunciation. Of uh, yeah, Stonga, Stonga, like yeah. Schlong. Uh, yeah, Stong- <laughs> that's what I read somewhere. 
I've read a lot of different versions, but rhymes with schlong is one of the ones that I've I just took to. <laughs> that's, that's your that's your mnemonic device, folks. Uh, cheers, Glenn. Cheers, Brian. Cheers. Mm. I had one of these earlier this week, and mm. was very much looking forward to enjoying this beer again. Just a wonderful example of a Kolsch. Yeah, um, classic Kolsch. Let's get some stats. This is, like as we said, the Skolsch from Pills. It's a 4.9% ABV Kolsch-style ale. And this is directly from Pills. Quote, Skolsch is a special edition of our bright straw-colored copacetic Kolsch. It is brewed with barley-grown near Cologne, Germany, the home of Kolsch. Uh, a careful balance of soft malt and light bitterness makes for a very clean, medium-light beer that sips easy. Glenn, how are you feeling about this? I think it's like really flavorful. Uh, I mean, I love that it's like a sessionable 4.9% um, goes down really easy. Uh, but uh, just because it's light body doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't have a wonderful flavor profile. The, the, those, those, those classic uh, cologne, uh, um, uh, you know, the barley, it, it just, it just, it really, it's, it's one of the best versions of this uh, beers I've had. Yeah, the the malt character is just off the charts on this. It's just so beautiful, and there's so much depth to it, and it's complemented really well by, as the description says, a nice soft bitterness and just a great expression in balance for this beer. Yeah, I think it's a, a lot of character to it. So cool, so good. Um, so Udapils is a really cool brewery. It was actually the second brewery I visited when I uh, was in. Minneapolis specifically. The first one is Modest, but we'll get to more in that in a second. Um, Udapils has this giant facility, big, beautiful tap room. Throw a, we'll throw some video up over the uh, over the video version of this podcast. A so shout out to the YouTube subscribers and watchers. But big, beautiful tap room. They have the highest brew deck I've ever stood on. I was actually kind of scared being up there. You know, Glenn, when you walk into the back of a brewery, the brew deck is usually a couple steps up and you're, sure. you know, five, six feet over the floor. Not that right. tall. At Pills, I feel like I was a good 20, 25 feet off the ground on their brew deck looking Were down there- into the tap room. Was it uh, was there not uh, suitable you know uh, like barriers there that may- I mean is it is it because it was open air that it caused you a bit of uh, angst? No, I just I just really have a. I don't like uh, man-made heights uh, so much. Okay, so like I, I just you just you had me thinking of uh, you know this is much higher over the city. I went to the Guinness uh, factory a number of years ago, and that's a big, high, tall building, but it's also yeah. enclosed by glass. So there's yeah. no uh, no. I, I mean, uh, clearly, if it, if it it might still induce vertigo if you're so inclined, but uh, it was a wonderful view of Dublin up there. So I hope hope if you if you have you ever been there. I have not. I've been to the one in Baltimore. I've been to their massive okay. U.S. facility that brews like all the Guinness Blonde, but not. I have not been to St. James Gate. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful view. I have. Uh, I feel like I'm upsetting my Irish heritage too by by saying that too, uh, because I am, as far as I know, most mostly uh, mostly Irish. So. Well, Brian, I, 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 yeah, from from what I've seen, I, uh, I don't. We, we, we don't we don't have a, like a strong proud heritage we're, we're far enough generations but uh, according to my 23 and me profile I have a big chunk that is British Irish um, but I also uh, I, I, I mean I, and I, I know if you're Irish you, you, you don't mix them together but that's how they put it on the profile uh, but I would also say that uh, I, I think I was 
I was maybe close to 40 when I went there. So, you know, you still got time. Yeah. Um, good to hear that you use 23 and me and uh, not Ancestry, which was recently sold to a private equity firm. Yeah, 23 and me probably will too soon. And probably. <laughs> now, yeah. now that just set off a bidding war, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, the value of 23 and me just went uh, yeah. through the roof. But yeah, I had an, a very nice time at, at Uda Pills. They have a beautiful facility. They brew wonderful beers. Um, and one of those is this, dang it, Ranger Squirt. Um, one of them is this uh, Skosh, Kosh style ale, which I'm just enjoying so much right now. I really am too, yeah. It's a good one. But uh, I do. I think it's time to uh, bring on our guest. Glenn, yes. would you like to do the honors tonight? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, please join us in welcoming the co-founder and head of sales at Modest, John Donnelly. Hey. Hey, John. How's it going? Good, good. Hey, John. Good to see you. Now, I, 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 John, it's really great to have you here. I, I want to start with the name because I know Brian and I have been struggling with this all evening. Uh, and, and, and Brian lost <laughs> the struggle at the end of last week's show. But I think we've been doing pretty well. Yep. Uh, because we have it phonetically spelled out uh, in, in, in special notes uh, here. Uh, and then my question is really about the pronunciation. I, you know, uh, I'm sure I'm sure you get a lot of pronunciation debates about modest versus modest versus modest. So, what exactly yeah. does modest mean? Um, yeah. Well, thanks for having me, and happy birthday, Glenn. Thank you. Um, it is, yeah, it is, it is modest. Uh, uh, it's a play on the word modify. Uh, okay. So myself and uh, two of my business partners, uh, the three of us grew up together uh, just west of Minneapolis, um, and we were uh, kind of like the skateboard biker kids, and we uh, would build stuff and basically doing that our whole lives. Uh, so um, fast forward 20 years, we moved into South Minneapolis and had a large garage full of half-assembled bicycles, motorcycles, cars, you name it. So yeah, that was kind of where the... Uh, and then obviously a whole bunch of homebrew supplies. So, <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and you're still kind of living out that name because you have a very special piece of equipment that's used to mash in your modified barley. Oh, pens take the lead. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, <laughs> we uh, so we are a, uh, one of a handful of breweries in the country that use uh, what's called a mash filter system. It is basically like when I do my, again, like I'm the head of sales, so I'm not the brewer. I do the sales guy tour. Um, the mash filter works similar to like a French press uh, where a, a normal brew house um, would work like a, uh, similar to like a Mr. Coffee uh, or like a drip coffee filter uh, where you're uh, putting the ground product, in our case, grain um, into a uh, into a false bottom, you drop, uh, you put water on top of it, let gravity use the uh, gravity, um, separate the the liquid from or strip the uh, strip the, the product out. Um, and then the uh, the mash filter uses uh, force and pressure, similar to like a French press. And that results in a significant in efficiency increase in the brew house, right? And that means less costs and Yep. All that. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, that's one of the reasons that, that we went with it. Um, the reason the more important reason for us was more about creativity in our recipes uh, so that we could use uh, basically because since we're not relying on gravity to uh, uh, the, the weight of water to uh, separate or, or to strip out our, our wort, um, we are able to use uh, high, uh, high amounts of wheat, oats, um, if there's any homebrewers listening, you've probably had a stuck mash once in your life. 
we do not have stuck mashes because we use uh, compressed air and uh, a series of like air bladders and uh, filter membranes uh, to to basically hammer everything through. Uh, and then speaking of hammer, we use a hammer mill. So we actually, we brew with flour more or less. We don't use a roller mill. We have a, a full hammer mill. So we're actually brewing with, with full flour, uh, which allows it to, uh, to go through the, uh, through the mash filter correctly and get those efficiencies that you were talking about. So like our mash efficiencies are like in the high nineties, uh, where like, a I think when I was home brewing terribly, uh, again, I'm the sales guy, uh, <laughs> you find your, uh, you find your niche. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were, we were in like the eighties when we were, uh, when you're we home brewing. So cool. Now, that's uh, still, yeah, that's still pretty good as a crappy home. Brewer, I will say eighties yeah. is, is still pretty good. Yeah. I'm yeah that's, what we were, that's what we were shooting for. It's been a while since I've home brewed. Yeah. I've yet to start <laughs> my home brewing. So I'm taking notes every time I hear uh, tips here and there. Um, oh man. Now, John, I'm curious, between your label designs, taproom list, and art in the taproom, there's a lot of beauty to the brand of Thank Modest. You. What does that art mean to the Modest brand? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, probably the easiest thing to point to, you know, as far as modification would be uh, would be art, um, you know, uh, uh, visual art. So we, we use a lot of local uh, artists that we become really good friends with in both our label design and in the taproom. Like the picture behind you, yeah. uh, over your over your right shoulder is the uh, the gentleman named uh, Wes Winship. He's a good friend of ours who uh, uh, we'll call um, is now a uh, legitimate graffiti artist uh, or a graffiti artist turned legit. Uh, <laughs> and then the one directly behind your uh, your left shoulder with the uh, astronaut getting eaten by an octopus. Uh, space octopus or whatever. Uh, that's a, a collective group uh, called Rogue Citizen. They are, I think, six or seven, six or seven guys deep now that uh, that do a lot of uh, a lot of great artwork around the city. So we we try to rotate through quite a bit on our can labels and in the tap room itself. Oh, very cool. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can say. I think when I was there, there was somebody spray painting uh, above the merch section. So you're adding new art whenever I was there. Yeah. Yep, and then um, I think the week, let's see, you were there two weeks ago. CBC totally wrecked my brain and my lungs because now I have COVID. But well, <laughs> I was there. I think I was there, John. I think I was there four or five weeks ago, actually. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, did, did definitely <laughs> wreck my brain. Uh, yeah, so we um, uh, we've got that was like right, leading up to our anniversary, our six year anniversary. So we yep. um, uh, we've got we've got several more art. We did a bunch of live art during the uh, during the party, which we also like to do. Let's take a beer break and talk about one of the coolest places I visited in St. Paul, the Landmark Center. Originally constructed in 1902 as the federal courthouse and post office for the Upper Midwest, the Landmark Center now serves as a cultural center for the St. Paul area after being saved from demolition in the 1970s by a local citizen group. The center is a home for a number of St. Paul-based organizations and includes two museums, the Schubert Club Music Museum and the American Association of Woodturners Gallery of Wood Art, in addition to a number of other exhibits and galleries. Uh, the interior of this building is absolutely stunning, so check out our Instagram stories for pictures. And uh, the Landmark Center is open to the public. It's free, and uh, you can find more at landmarkcenter.org. Now, let's get back to the show. So I think it's time to get into our second beer. Um, let's open this teal label. John, I'm pretty sure we're doing f batch one of this beer. Could you tell us about teal label and like the story behind this? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we opened the brewery, um, we I'm going to join you with one as well. Um, oh, wonderful. And just like you have your, so what do you call it? Stong, schlong glass? Stong glass? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We have ourselves a uh, uh, an IPA glass. Ooh. Cheers. Cheers, John. Cheers, Glenn. Whenever you catch up. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I love those glasses. I just I like I like tulip glasses. I think they're they're uh, fitting for every occasion. So yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. So when we opened the brewery, um, we got a uh, uh, you know yeah when you go to a brewery, you got a lot of you got a concrete floor, you got to seal it up. So we have um, in our brew house, we have a teal floor. Uh, it's actually Benjamin Moore Aruba Blue. Uh, for those counting at home, uh, we, our, uh, our contractor came to us and was like, Hey, you can go to Menards or go to Home Depot or wherever, uh, and pick out whatever color you want. And we'll make that floor, make the floor that color. And in Minnesota, we had, no one had done that before. It was always like red or Brown or whatever. Yeah. There's a picture of it there. Um, and so we were like, let's go loud. Let's go. We went with teal. Teal has worked its way into a lot of our branding and a lot of our stuff. And then when it came time to come up with a new flagship, uh, we kind of wanted to go for that, like uh, kind of that classic look, classic branding look that I think Teal label, the can art really uh, kind of encapsulates, um, but also kind of, you know, do the modest twist on it. Yeah. So you have like kind of that Miller high life kind of Carling black label kind of, uh hams you know throwback styling uh with you know a nice refreshing west coast ipa and and nice is an understatement john this is an absolutely wonderful beer thank you i think done with some some new school stuff it's a west coast ipa but it's brewed with columbus cryo hops and it's brewed with strata which is most certainly not an old school west coast hop not at all no not exactly we're um we're really excited about that. The, the strata we get is a, is phenomenal hop, um, and we're we're mostly known for our New England IPAs. Our, our original flagship is Dreamyard, and then our uh, our other flagship is a pale ale called False Pattern, and it's a New England pale ale. Yeah, we we took kind of the those hopping techniques, but also kind of uh, harkened back to to the the West Coast uh, style of you know kettle hopping, and but uh, yeah, Columbus Cryo is one of the craziest uh, uh, hops to to smell it's a uh brings me back to amsterdam <laughs> uh yeah john we had a week uh we had an episode a couple weeks ago where we talked about the connection between cannabis yeah. and hops and yeah. uh this is exactly what i'm thinking of when i'm i, I was talking about the um the very specific i i i have covid brain fog now apparently and i don't even have covid <laughs> What is it? Yeah, oh, oh my! I, I'm just completely losing it. I, I don't yeah. remember which one you meant. I, I, uh, I, you know, I'm going to say a little something about this while you while oh you gather God. your thoughts here. I, but I, what I like about this it's one is that it's, uh, it, I mean, it is it is a little more hop forward than your uh, than the the hazies, but it does it. I mean, it's hop forward, but it also there's something that mellows it. It's got it's like a smooth and kind of easy drinking within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the hops are definitely there, but it's. Uh, it's a lot more smooth than some of those hop hop forward West Coast IPAs that are like, "Hello, I'm here. Punch me in yeah. the face." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not uh, it's not um, overly brutally bitter. It's not you know the um, you know back when I got into when I got into homebrewing and you know, into IPAs, it was you know the the IBU wars like McKellar was coming out with like thousand IBU and 
Sure. Um, there's a, a great brewery here locally called Steel Toe. Uh, size seven is the is the beer, and it's a phenomenal West Coast IPA. But 70 IBUs was like entry level at that point. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the days of Palette Wrecker and 90 Palette minutes. Wrecker, that's the one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think of like the entire Stone series of Drink By. Uh, was yep. like there is everyone was like a bigger challenge to like I dare yeah. you to, to not pucker when you have this <laughs> right what was the other one, stone one the uh, uh self self-righteous or something like that yeah or the yeah. arrogant bastard was one of theirs mm-hmm. yeah Ru- yep. yeah ruination was like ruination 100 IBU nine percent beer which uh that was definitely a beer that made me fall in love with like super bitter the yeah. word I was looking for is a specific type of mercaptain that creates that quote-unquote dank smell and That's right. uh, uh definitely getting it on this one very dank yes yeah very dank. a prevailing uh, dankness that, if you will that that columbus cryo is a, is a and simcoe also is very, is very dank hop i think that's a that's kind of one of those uh underlying ones but you know everyone's uh everyone's got citra and something and that's a that's a, those are always great hops well everybody knows that the citra mosaic like that's the secret to a great, you know, secret. You want to make a great New yeah. England IPA, just throw citra yep. and mosaic at it. It's the pepperoni and sausage. Be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, here's this. Here's the sausage and onion combo for you, which I think is the best pizza combo. We'll get into that Ooh. another day. But um, don't sleep, people at home, on Simcoe Strata. That is a killer combination, and yes. uh, you're going to see a lot more Strata in the industry. That's somewhat of a new hop. I think three years, two years on the market. And, yeah, that sounds uh, all right. Uh, it is it is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, yeah. With CBC in town last week, um, we got a whole bunch of uh, just hot providers I didn't I hadn't even heard of uh, come through the brewery. And there was a there was this guys called uh, New Zealand Hops from New Zealand, and they had one called uh, I think it was called like Nectaron or something like that. It's like that's a cool name. One Nectaron, yeah, Nectaron. <laughs> yeah. It's like that sounds awesome. Send me samples immediately. <laughs> It sounds like the the newest uh, Avenger there. Hey, right, exactly. <laughs> Welcome Nectaron with the power of fruit uh, juice. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> and and his sidekick Vitamin C. <laughs> so now, now, John, uh, one thing I, I don't want to get too sidetracked with all of this, but I, it, sure. I I have heard some stories because you know it's it's fascinating. A lot of breweries have various stories about celebrity visitation, and I I heard that 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 some point. Uh, Brendan Fraser actually visited uh, Modest, and I'm, I'm oh, there he is. Uh, this looks like a fairly recent photo, even though like <laughs> it's a fairly recent photo and not a recent reference uh, in, the, in the inscription. So yeah, I want to know. Uh, I want to know more about that story. Um, okay, so uh, how do I put this? That is um, fake news. Is that the news? Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I set you so, up, Gwen. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, yeah, as a uh, as a prank, uh, one of our sales guys put that up. Uh, actually, not that that specific photo, but another photo uh, in the in the tap room or like in the tap room vest- vestibule, right when you walk yeah. in, and like everybody walked past and we're like, "Wait, was Brendan Fraser here?" Right? And, like, and we were all talking amongst themselves, like ourselves, like. When was Brendan Fraser here? No one called us. The guy from the Mummy was here. What the? Are you serious? Which recently, you know, yeah, I had a lot of friends recently who posted a thing on Instagram saying, you know, it's been twenty some years, and yep. they're they're big fans of the Mummy. Exactly, it's a great movie. I I recently watched it. Still, still holds up. 
and then the best part is so that's this i think that's either the second or the third one that that guy has put up because it keeps getting stolen from the tap room oh yeah <laughs> yeah so people keep like walking in and stealing it at saturday night at like you know whatever <laughs> so, well, I, th- I think it's good that we're, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good that we're we're pushing this even further because you know maybe yeah. uh, maybe word will get to him and things like I've got to visit Modest yeah, to exactly. make this fake story real. Right, uh, exactly. You know, oh, man, so we, so we know collab. that the guy who was in school ties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually my first my first remembrance of him was the. I think I saw that movie long before there was a bit trailer of it where he was, it was you know, he was a, a kid in a prep school who was Jewish and and that was his deep, dark secret. And and uh, then once they found out, they all treated him. There's a scene of him in the rain where he's just looking up at all the and looking cowards, cowards. I don't think I've seen that movie, but I've seen that on a YouTube. Uh, You've like, seen the clip. Reel. Yeah. I've seen yeah. it on like a best of Brendan Fraser reel. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I'm much more. I'm an Encino man, my, my friend. Yeah, myself. well, I mean, it was no monkey bone, but uh... mm. <laughs> true. That's true. There's, there'll never be another. No, hopefully. I I, I just I just love because I was one of those people when John, you were very gracious and hospitable when I came, and we had a very long talk and drank beers, and that was wonderful. And then I saw the Brendan Fraser, and I was like, oh shit, Brendan Fraser's been here. That's really cool. And I just love to find out that it's a fake picture, number one. <laughs> and number two, the people have stolen the fake picture yes. multiple times. Um, yes. Just, just, just wonderful. That's, I'd yeah. like to think someone's going to eventually, the inscription's going to read Dudley Do-Right. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> or George of the Jungle, you know. George of the Jungle. Or he'd be dazzled with uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yes, the remake yes. of the Dudley Moore Peter Cook film. That's right. <laughs> uh, the Mummy Returns. I was yes. just trying to make another Brendan Fraser movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scorpion honors. King. No, he's not in that one. Shit. No. Um, that's, any... when the rock, that's when The Rock yeah. takes over. That's when I think I only saw over. the first one. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the coming that was the coming out party of the rock as like That's I'm right. no longer just an actor or I'm no longer just a wrestler. I'm an actor right. now and look where he is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wish I could remember the name of the one where he was in a time capsule and his parents were Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek, but I'm I'm blanking on it now. The Rock or Brandon Fraser? Oh Brandon Fraser, yeah. It was all <laughs> the whole thing was he was like the deal was he'd been in a time capsule and he thought that there'd been a nuclear thing because his parents had lied to him and then all of a sudden he gets to discover that there's a oh, shout out from- shout out to matt p in the chat yeah oh we got from it? the past yeah blast from the past okay yeah, yeah. that boy matt crash. p yes so john uh i did have a, a wrap-up question but before we get to that i actually did want to talk because i visited and hung out with you and a bunch of other people that like you introduced me to like 10 people and like i, I <laughs> immediately forgot all their names to, to <laughs> no, the folks was... at home here's a nice mnemonic device that i use when i'm trying to remember people's names as they're talking in my head i'll go okay that's john that's john that's john okay that's pete that's pete that's ryan that's ryan but just don't like move your mouth while you're doing that otherwise people are going to think you're a psychopath yeah <laughs> keep that one for you um and that's i right. actually came back i came back a couple day, days later on saturday before i left town to have a couple more beers and it was during a twins game and it oh, yeah. was mobbed in there. So we want to talk a little yes. bit about what it's like to be literally steps from the Twins Stadium. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, we um, when we were looking for locations, uh, Twins Stadium wasn't really on our on our radar, but we were um, looking through like that. That neighborhood is was called the Warehouse District. Obviously, the warehouse is Burberry, and uh, so 
yeah, we just, the twin stadium was built in 2010, I believe it was. And we moved in to, to our building in 2015, uh, to start build out. And it was, uh, like immediately, like from the patio, you can see the Budweiser sign, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we just every, every twins game, uh, we open two hours before everyone, every game, even if it's a noon game, we'll open up at 10 AM. We have a coffee beer to get you started for the day. It's yeah, it's just, it's wild. We, um, uh, we just get slammed for, uh, pregame and postgame. Uh, if you're, if you're coming down to actually like talk beer and check out the brewery, uh, go when the game is on. Uh, so like <laughs> just check out, check out the actual time, uh, like 10 minutes before the game starts, the whole place clears out. It's nice and nice and uh, cozy again. And then, um, uh, and then postgame we get hammered again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was there during a game and it was, it was still pretty busy. Uh, yeah. Most well, of the seats I, were filled. Was, we got two two visits out of you. That's a that's a high praise, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I very much enjoyed the beer, John, and I definitely came back to get beer. But nice. my first visit, I maybe drank a little too much, and I didn't take sure. the pictures that I was supposed to. So I <laughs> kind of had to come back. Uh, I am a, I am an, a professional enabler, sir. Uh, that's that's fine. I enable me, please. That, that was great. Um, no, I came back. I had some teal label. I had more nice. of that Czech Pilsner, which was just phenomenal. And I tried your cold IPA. Um, nice. For as much, I haven't done it yet on this podcast, but I have talked some smack on on the concept of cold IPAs in other yeah. circles, and I very much enjoyed yours. It was it was very good. Wow. Thank you. That's that's great. I'm glad. So, final question, John, before we wrap up here. What sure. is one thing that you wish Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities were more known for? We talked a lot about beer, but what, what do you wish the city was more well-known for? Well, uh, actually, a lot of stuff that I was uh, listening to people uh, talk about during, during CBC, people coming, coming in from out of, uh, from other breweries and stuff, was that they were surprised at how, um, how much – of a food scene we have in Minneapolis. We have a lot of, a lot of great restaurants um, and they're constantly evolving and constantly getting better. There's a lot of James Beard nominees, a lot of, um, a lot of James Beard winners and things like that. We have a very, very under, not underwhelming, but underappreciated food scene. We're probably most known for like juicy Lucy's and stuff like that, which are. I just learned out of of that tonight, looking at like doing my research on you and, and the other brewery. Uh, yeah. and seeing the food trucks and like what's a juicy lucy and uh it is it is essentially make sure i have this right this is yep. a cheeseburger basically but instead of topping it it is it is it is a b- burger stuffed with cheese exactly it is a uh it is a stuffed burger there's a uh i'm not sure exactly how to make it because i just don't want to mess up a good thing Makes there, sense. it's a um yeah it's basically a cheeseburger um with uh with the kind of the reverse the meat is stuffed with cheese there's a and there's like kind of a hierarchy of of people that do it so the original is matt's bar it's like you know uh basic meat and like american cheese uh on a on the flat top cheap cheaper bun but it's like business it's like it's there every time it's consistent it's awesome and then there's like a couple other restaurants that will like there's a, a place called the Blue Door Pub that uh, makes phenomenal Lucy's that are like herb goat cheese with like raspberry jam and like honey spread on the top of the bun. It's like they'll, they'll just elevate it and take it take it up with another notch. It's pretty amazing. 
I, I, I'd like, I'd like, since Ethan's not able to be here, I was asking about this early tonight in text form. I uh, even assignment. He still responded. That's how dedicated Ethan is. Uh, and, uh, and, and here's his description of a juicy Lucy is the cheese oozes everywhere in the least ideal way. It's great. Yep. Here's the key. Eat half the fries first and then get into the burger because the burger is hot lava. When you bite into it, it will straight up scorch your mouth and you won't be able to taste anything for a week. All right. Pro, pro, pro tip. tip there. Yeah. Pro tip. Steven, Steven in the chat asked, what is a cold IPA? Do, do you want to take that? <laughs> I, I could explain it, but it might have some snark to it. Um, uh, snark away. <laughs> snark away. Um, do I have do I have a good description for it? It's basically an IPL that they they want to call an IPA because it's it's hopped and brewed more similarly to an IPA, although it's fermented with lager yeast and gets a cold conditioning, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. So so interesting that we're talking about that at a night we have a Kolsch, which itself has some hybrid qualities to it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kolsch is. Uh, in some ways, are lagerish as well, even though they're basically ales, right? Yeah, ales, ales, mm-hmm. ale yeast fermented at you know, colder temperatures, but then gets a long cold conditioning period right. that you would call yep. a lager Lager-ish. phase. I keep yeah. ending my sentences with "right" because I'm still learning these things. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I, I want to learn, and I'm. I'm getting it. But I. Uh, <laughs> that's. That's. that's did, did I read that right? You guys are brewers. You know these things. Yeah. Glenn, I end every sentence with an ellipses or a yeah. So, like, you're right. not coming yeah. onto the podcast for linguistic experts. Excellent. Thank, sure. thank you for making me, uh, for, for, for justifying uh, whatever. Thank you for making me feel comfortable, <laughs> I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was already comfortable, but thank you for making me feel more comfortable. Well, it's your birthday. That's all I could do for you. Well. That's the least I could do for you. I got these, I got you these great beers. And this yeah, great oh, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. So, so John, um, thanks a ton for joining us especially yeah, considering the circumstances yeah. <laughs> um where can people find modest beers where can people find more out about modest um well our website modestbrewing.com we're on you know all the social medias at modest brewing um instagram is probably the best place to get get a hold of us uh, or see what like what we're doing um facebook as well and then we are distributed throughout all of Minnesota. We're self-distributed all through Minnesota. And then we're distributed through Iowa and Wisconsin. And then uh, New York City, uh, we're also there. Um, and then working on a few other places uh, in 2022. And we're also on Tavor. So you can find us on there. Excellent. Well, I'll mention, uh, I know we've gotten some of the great uh, St. Paul and uh, Minneapolis beers here in New York. I'll look for uh, this one as well. Yeah, and I saw Scotty on the chat. Where uh, I'm working on Illinois, I'm going to be sending out some beer in uh, June. So keep an eye out for that. Very good. Nice, nice. Actually, one final question: What would you pair with a Lucy? Uh, what would I pair with a Lucy? Ah, uh, man, probably a nice hams. <laughs> my man, my man. <laughs> hams, or if you're on the East Coast, Narragansett, or uh, if you're on the West Coast, what's the West Coast uh, regional lager? P- PBR, uh, or just a PBR, I think it sounds like it would be like yeah, yeah. Rainier, Olympia, yeah. yeah, just you know your regional, your re- regional, you know, bulk lager. That's kind of where I'm at. Basically nice. anything, nothing, no wine, probably not wine. No, it was explicitly so, so no wine. Explicitly yeah. so not pro- wine. Probably a Pilsner or a light lager. Yeah, I would do that. I would do oh, the right, lager. Yeah. Something cold, something cold to counteract the, the lava cheese that you're about to. Yeah. Get. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it burned your mouth and just cool it down with a. Right. Uh, Thank you, Stephen. Exactly. Stephen mentioned uh, Yingling. That was what that was the thing that was on the tip of my tongue. I wanted to mention, but yes, yes. I think Yingling is probably a very good choice. Yingling is expensive. It's like that's like twenty five dollars a case. We we drink iron here. So in Pittsburgh, American. Yingling is expensive. I mean, wait, isn't it, it brewed? It's twenty five dollars. It's twenty five dollars. No, it's brewed East Eastern PA, Pottstown PA, Pottsville. Oh. I always forget that the weird thing is in New York, when you go to a happy hour and they have like they say happy hour for select beers, they'll have a bunch of the macro beers and they'll either the one that they'll add on to that list is always either Yingling or Rolling Rock. A green death. Well, yes. Rolling Rock is to, to get into some more Yinzer Southwestern PA talk. Uh, <laughs> Rolling Rock is most certainly a macro beer now. It was purchased by Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. 2011 2013 and has yep. been brewed in new jersey ever since so well, i guess what i mean is both, both both rolling rock and yingling seem to be sold to bars at a fairly cheap rate yeah because but, I mean, they we're talking it, they'll put it on their their cheap beer list like okay we have happy hour but only for beer that is not great and yingling is on that list of beers that is you know very good with a juicy lucy sure yeah like you know it's it's I, 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 I now I feel like I'm starting to spill over into beer snob territory, which I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I'll have these beers. I will. I will bring the level down for all of us, and I'm going to continue watching the hockey game after this podcast, and I'm going to drink a number of Iron City Lights. So I will uh, bring the bar down for all of us, and uh, yeah. Well, huge thanks to John for joining us. And, yeah, thanks uh, so much, John. Thank you guys for having us for having me. Thank you. And thank John, thank you so much for your hospitality when I came to visit. It was a great way to kick off my visit to the Twin Cities, and I had so much fun. And I lied. I do remember someone else's name there. Uh, it, Ryan was the sales yeah. rep that you introduced me to. Yeah, he's our he's our Wisconsin guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, there we go. Right on. That one came to me. So thanks to Modis <laughs> uh, for the teal label. Thanks to Uda Pills for the skosh. Thanks to Glenn for co-hosting. Happy birthday, Glenn! You got birthday plans tonight. Thank you, Brian. I uh, I, I actually this these are my birthday plans for tonight. So we'll see well, uh, how the rest of the night works out. I'm just I'm I'm improvising it. We're we're glad we could be part. Who knows? Of you maybe celebrating. I'll maybe I'll start watching the. Uh, I'm actually almost two seasons into the affair, but I understand that Brendan Fraser eventually shows up on it. So you know that that'll that, that'll bring everything full circle. That's, That's right. Very topical. That's a callback. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a callback. Uh, you can find more from Uda Pills at udapillsbrewing.com. And as John mentioned, you can find more from Modest at modestbrewing.com. And you can find more about Brendan Fraser on imdb.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the show and want to try some awesome beers from small breweries across the country, head over to brewvana.com and sign up for the beer club. That's the best way you can support this podcast. If you want to keep listening to this, head over to brewvana.com and join the beer club and you can get great beers just like these shipped directly to your doorstep. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and untapped at brewvana. We'll be back next week where I'll actually be broadcasting from a secret undisclosed location in pursuit of the next brews less traveled feature city. And we'll be joined uh, by a, a wonderful guest uh, from the great brewery of Fair State, and we'll be drinking two beers from Fair State. Um, but until then, stay safe, stay safe, be kind, and support your local breweries, everybody. Cheers. 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 Cheers.